welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, we have so many weird little superstitions that we pick up, both growing up and as we venture out into the world. But some of the ones that stay with you the longest are the ones you learned the earliest. It's kind of like the, a lot of times, the friends you earned before puberty are the ones that you know for the rest of your life. It doesn't always happen, but those are the odds-on favorites. Now, the superstitions usually have to do with stuff that scares people. Death is one of them. Birth is one of them. Money is another. Uh, the government's another one. It depends really on what, uh, what race you are. You know, the Irish hate the government. Why? Because the government was the English. And, uh, you know, a little genocide will make you twitchy like that. But when it comes to those harmless ones, the harmless superstitions, I mean, everybody had, well, it depends really on what part of Europe your ancestors came from, but a few people out there know what a cookie witch is. Cookie witch? Cooking witch. There we go. Sorry. And a cooking witch will make sure all your stuff... Your pots don't overboil. Your stuff doesn't burn. It just It's a general superstition thing. It's like a clove of garlic on the uh, windowsill. Uh, in Romania, keeps out the vampires. In certain parts of Europe, though, it's good luck. Now, the only problem with that is that if, the sun, if that windowsill happens to face the sun, it's hitting that garlic day in, day out. And if you've never smelled rancid garlic, wow, save yourself the trouble. Just remove your nose and don't ever smell anything again because rancid garlic is something that'll stay with you. Now, other superstitions are actually fairly easy. And I'm not confusing them with OCD. I actually know somebody who they do this weird tapping, counting thing on their steering wheel and they say it's their superstition. It's like, no, it's OCD. You have that really useless kind of OCD where you tap and do numbers and shit. I know a few people with that really useful type of OCD where they're perfectionists, but they're in a business that requires perfection. So they're regarded as rock stars in their profession and they get paid ridiculously well. It's good work if you can find it and not a bad psychosis if you got the, the time for it. Now, when it comes to other superstitions, you know, Friday the 13th, I'm a firm believer. Friday the 13th, I'll die on a Friday the 13th. And if you think I'm kidding, I've gotten, I've gone decades without a splinter, got a ridiculously long splinter that went in my finger, just above my fingernail into the cuticle, out a knuckle, back into the skin. I mean, just the worst splinter in my life, Friday the 13th. Broke the only bone I've ever broken in my life, Friday the 13th. Had a cat of mine die, Friday the 13th cats ridiculous nine lives there's a reason why they say that because cats are ridiculously good at getting out of shit but my cat boom friday the 13th broken up with three different girlfriends uh one of them my idea two times their idea friday the 13th now is it possible that my anxiety level was cranked just a wee bit on those days entirely possible however I'm just saying, if you notice that shit happens on a certain day, then guess what? Shit keeps happening on a certain day. If you ignore that, it's like somebody yelling fire in the theater 
You can ignore that, but you may you may burn to death. You don't know. But when it comes to the superstitions that nobody can really get around, you know, the ones that, you know, death coming in threes, uh, your grand... Uh, oh, God, I have a, a Sicilian friend of mine whose grandmother threatened to put the evil eye on me, threw the goat horns at me and everything. It was terrifying. I'm not even Italian. And thank God my grandmother was dead at that point. Find out I'm hanging out with Italians. But all I'm saying is this. Superstitions came from somewhere. And sometimes they had a basis in reality. It was just our way of explaining shit that happens. And sometimes it's just weird made-up shit. But all that reality, unreality, psychosis, psychobabble bullshit is what gives us to today's episode, Death Takes a Staycation, on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, they say things happen in threes. I don't know who they are, but they seem to say a lot. Usually it's about deaths. But I noticed that when somebody famous dies, then two more, everyone you know, without exception, spouts the, these things happen in threes line, and then everyone pretends not to notice when a fourth or a fifth one goes. Odd how that is. And I think the reason is, death tends to scare the shit out of us, and the sooner we can quit thinking about it, the better. I don't have that luxury. I'm Irish. We have a thing about death that almost borders on ancestor worship. My ex used to claim that we wallow in death. I disagree. We don't wallow, we just don't ignore it. We kind of meet death head on. And if you don't get that last statement, you've obviously never been to a proper wake. And yes, wake. The drinking is a necessary part of it. How else can you tell the foulest, most obscene story about the dearly departed that you've ever heard unless you're properly shit-faced? Some things don't happen in three. Children usually don't. Car accidents usually don't, mainly because you only have one car. Movies rarely happen in threes, and when they do, they usually suck. And yes, I am talking about the Crocodile Dundee franchise. The first one? Epic! Breath of fresh air! Awesome! Two and three? Two? Little worse. You could see the end coming. It was really not something you could you could have missed it in the theaters and seen it on cable and still felt like, eh, maybe I paid too much. Crocodile Dundee 3? Good lord. Somebody could give you $10 to watch it and you still feel like you got screwed. Note that this does not apply to The Lord of the Rings or the first three films of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchises. Those are golden. Great stories. Exceptionally well, well done. And, most importantly, huge box office. The kind of box office that generates huge piles of fuck you money for all people concerned. Now, fuck you money is Hollywood money that you get that you no longer have to worry about making a living. So you could just, if it's not a project you want to do, eh, tell your agent, fuck you. But back to death. Death is one of those things you can't say fuck you to. There was actually a movie about five kids that managed to get out of a situation that they all should have died in. And for the rest of the film, death tried its best to kill them, typically horribly, 
The idea being that you can never get away from death. But what if death gets away from you? I mean, there was an old cartoon that I used to love, The Far Side. It was hanging on my wall for years, this one cartoon in particular. And in the cartoon, Death, in a black cowl, a black cowl carrying a sickle in one skeletal hand, is floating down the beach, carrying a picnic basket in the other hand, with a bunch of little tiny deaths following behind. And the title, Death Takes a Holiday. You gotta wonder where that phrase comes from. I don't think they'd seen this cartoon when whoever it was that coined that phrase came up with it. That would be neat, though. Death takes a holiday and nobody dies. They just kind of stack up. People that cannot die. And then when death comes back from a week on the slopes in, uh, in Whistler, people drop like flies. Okay, so I was kind of going for laughs here and ended up in this weird, creepy death place. And sometimes that happens. Oh well, at least there's coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Do me a favor. If you liked it, even if you didn't, listen to more episodes. Put it on the background. Let it play like white noise. Just something to help you sleep at night. Anything. I need you to listen. Share it if you can. Support it if you can. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.